All right, I haven't introduced you just to the person I brought with me this week yet, so I wanted to do that. This is not my daughter, it is my niece. This is Ellie, can you wave? Ellie's with me. Her daddy's a pastor, her daddy's my brother, and he's a pastor in Ankeny, Iowa, at First Family Church. And uh, Ellie's with me this week, and I'm so glad she's with me, because I would be lonely without her. And so, yeah, she's here with me, and... uh, She cleared these jokes this afternoon that I wanted to tell you and told me they're at least mildly funny. So here we go. Let's try this. At camp, what does the sun drink out of? Sunglasses. (laughs) Rough crowd. Okay. Why don't mummies go to summer camp? They're afraid to relax and unwind. Mm, mm. At summer camp, what did the lake say to the sailboat? Nothing, it just waved. And then finally, in honor of dinner tonight, actually there's two more, but this one's in honor of dinner tonight. At camp, what do you do, oh yeah, what do you do, oh boy, okay, just a second. At camp, when do you go at red? And stop at green. When you're eating watermelon. High five, everybody who said that. All right. You go at red and stop at green. Does this make sense or should I slow it down a little bit? Oh, okay, okay, okay. And finally, where do canoes go when they are sick? To the dock. Yep. All right. Well, we're all warmed up now. Uh, Turn in your little booklets to the page that says Digging Deeper, Going All In for Christ, Part 2, Tuesday p.m. Tuesday p.m. And I'm going to need you to stand up. I know. Wow. We are tired tonight. Stand up. Okay, don't forget to change the word to sisters. Some are refusing to stand. There's nothing I can do about it. All right, here we go. Ready, guys? You ready to read? If you don't, if you already have it memorized, there's no need to look. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 to 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, be be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. You may be seated. So tonight we're going to talk about, we already talked about, so thanks be to God for giving us the victory. In Jesus Christ, that was last night. Tonight we're going to talk about, therefore, my beloved sisters, be steadfast. What on earth does that mean? Yes? Strong, okay? Strongly, like, fixed in place, okay? You can write that in your book. You have one more answer? What is it? Endures, okay? Holds on, hangs in there. This is what I put in my book. Convinced, 
firmly fixed in place, unchanging. You can put any one of those things, okay? Any word you want to use. Convinced, firmly fixed, unchanging, endures, whatever you want to put, okay? Um, or, as Frozen would put it, I'm like an old stone wall that'll never fall. Can we see that one more time? I'm like an old stone wall that'll never fall. Steadfast. Okay. Usually, an old stone wall does not fall, but this one did. Like an old stone wall that'll never fall, some things never change. Okay? That's the definition of steadfast. Some things never change. But is that us? No. Okay. Think about this morning's lesson. Was that Israel? Nope. Deborah. Okay. Deborah was somewhat steadfast, at least in the little snapshot we get of her, which is like quick, a little portion of her life. But what about the nation of Israel? Was it steadfast in its faith in God? Are you? I mean, okay, maybe you, you, if you came to Christ like a year ago and you're still going strong, I mean, good. But no, we are not steadfast all the time. Is your faith always, your faith in God is always perfect? It's always enduring. It's always firmly fixed. You're always convinced absolutely no doubts ever. No, it's not us that's steadfast. It's God who is steadfast, okay? He's the one that's firmly fixed. He's the one that's never changing. We change all the time. Even if you think you're a pretty steadfast person, which I do, okay? For instance, my whole life, I've been a Coke fan, not a Pepsi fan. That's steadfast. Okay? Taco Bell, better than Chick-fil-A. I know. I'm just saying. Yes. Oh, you guys are just drinking the Kool-Aid that your parents feed you. Just saying. Come on. Nothing beats Taco Bell. And you can't change me. All right. Winter versus summer. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> okay. There are some things about us, there are some opinions that we have that nobody can change. Wouldn't you say that's true about you? You have some opinions that no one can change, hopefully, okay? Hopefully you don't have the kind of friends that can talk you out of anything. That's not great. You get that, right? If you're completely swayed by every new person you meet and every single new person can change your mind, 
You're not a very steadfast person, okay? And we want to work on that. You want to know what you believe and stick with it. Now, Coke versus Pepsi, like some of those things, those are stupid. That doesn't matter, right? Some of you are like, yes, it does. But no, in light of eternity, that does not matter. But there are some other things that like you should, you should stand your ground if you believe in it, right? There shouldn't be a cute boy. You're like, oh, the sound of retching. Give it two years. But yeah, there, should, there shouldn't be somebody that can come along and easily change your mind if it's something that you really believe. And if you're struggling with that, okay, I have something that will help. A book that I wrote. I wrote two books, and they're both here tonight on the back table. Sorry, they do cost money. I apologize. Don't take them as freebies unless I've given it to you. So this one's 10, okay? And this would be the one that pertains to you guys at your age. Then I brought another book. This is for adults, okay? And this one's been at camp before. This one's called Disappointment, all right? This one's 12, this one's 10, and this one tells you how to be convinced about the things that the Word of God teaches us so that no one can come along and just get you to change your mind about the, what, what the Word of God says. And this is a big problem right now in our world, okay? The Bible says certain things, and the rest of the world says, no, no. That is unpopular, that is outdated, that's old-fashioned, that doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't matter, matter, right? Be convinced, especially if you found it in the Word of God. Be convinced. Don't let anybody change your mind if it's in the Bible, all right? Unless you misinterpreted the passage, and then be be always teachable, okay? Let, Let somebody talk you through that. But I mean, if, if, if you're clear about what the passage meant, don't ever change your mind. Okay, and so this is a 30-day devotional that allows you to go through verses. This is kind of cool. I'll tell you this story quickly. When I was your age, my dad started doing like, like kind of like family devotions with us, taking us through about 31 verses in the Bible that all contained the words all, always, or every. Every one of the verses in here, every page has a verse. Every one of those verses contains the word all, always, or every. Why? So that you can know what God always wants. All the time. In every circumstance. Okay? For whatever you do in word or deed, Do all to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Things like that, okay? Children, obey your parents in all circumstances, for this pleases the Lord. Things like that. Yes? Kids your age shouldn't drink? Slushies? Oh, no, no. Okay, that's that's a really good point. Kids your age should not drink. True. And nobody should be able to change your mind, right? Because you know the law. Yeah. Anyways. So there's a book back there. If you think that'll help you, or if you think you're adults, you're teaching a Sunday school class, 
of either middle schoolers or high schoolers, something like that, and you think this would help, they're all back there tonight. If you're buying a lot of them, I can get you a group little discount, okay? So come see me, but steadfast or convinced. We want to be that kind of person, steadfast or convinced. Nobody can ever change my mind about certain things that I know to be true, okay? Let's go to the Word of God really, really quickly. A steadfast spirit, okay, this is coming from Psalm 51.10. This is your first blank. A A steadfast spirit can be renewed or made new. So like, what if you're not steadfast in your faith? What if your faith is really, really shaky? According to King David, a steadfast spirit can be made new. Okay, let me read this to you. Look at Psalm 51.10. David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Okay, because he had... At one point in his life, he had let somebody change his mind. And it was a pretty woman. He knew what God wanted. He knew what God required. But the woman was too beautiful. And she changed his mind on a a very key truth. Which was, he needs to be faithful to his wife. She needs to be faithful to her husband. And she changed his mind. And he committed adultery, a serious sin, okay? And because of that, he faced some pretty harsh judgment from God. He lost their firstborn child because of this sin. Really sad story, okay? You know the story of David and Bathsheba. And after that occurrence, he prayed this prayer in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So we know from that psalm that a steadfast spirit, we're not the ones who are steadfast. So a steadfast spirit in our own heart, that can go away. That can come and go, but God can renew it. Okay? So if you've been steadfast in your faith before and you're shaky right now, ask God to renew a steadfast spirit in you. Just like David. Okay? Look at the very next one. David also said this. This is the same guy. Psalm 57, 7, my heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. He says this when he's running away from King Saul and hiding in a cave. Okay, same guy that said, renew a steadfast spirit in me said, my heart is steadfast. And that was during a really dark time in his life. King Saul was trying to kill him. And David was in danger. And he's still saying, my heart is steadfast. Why? Not because he is suddenly a superhero, spiritually, but because he's learned a few things about God that is making him stronger, making his faith stronger, allowing him to say, my heart is steadfast. Okay? And so steadfast faith can be renewed, but also we can be steadfast even in really hard times, but only if we hold on to Jesus, only if we hold on to God. If we don't, there goes the steadfast spirit. And we see that with the nation of Israel, right? 
they, when, they're, when their eyes are on God and there's a judge pointing them in the right direction, they're doing okay. But then they get distracted by things and they lose their steadfast spirit. Okay, We see this with the nation of Israel too. That can be renewed though. And we can have a steadfast spirit even in really hard times. Steadfast, this is the third one, equals trust in God. Trust in God will make you steadfast. Not trust in you. That doesn't make you steadfast. What about trust in your best friend? Does that make you steadfast? Nope. Anything can fall like an old stone wall that will never fall. Everything besides God can fall or fail. Everything. Have you ever had a person fail you? Oh, let's see those hands. Has a human being ever failed you? Parents, siblings, friends, pastors, teachers? Yes, okay, good. Spouses, sure. Humans fail us. So trust in humans, that does not equal steadfast. Trust in God equals steadfast, right? Trust in God. Look at this verse right here. You will keep him or her. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. It's all about God. It's all about God. It's not about my ability to be spiritually strong. Because what if I am spiritually strong? I'm pretty spiritually strong. My roots, my little tree roots of faith go down pretty deep because I came to faith at the age of five. And I didn't really go through a major period of doubt. Okay? I didn't, that just wasn't my story. I was saved at the age of five. And God continued to work in my heart. Okay, so I've been a believer for, I don't really know how to do math. More than, yeah, maybe 37 years. Maybe that's the right answer. 37 years. So, a long time, a good long time, okay? So I'm steadfast, right? I'm not in danger of ever losing my faith or doubting God anymore, right? No, okay, Satan knows exactly where I would be weak. And he will come after those areas in my life. There are still areas, even though I've been a believer a long time, there's still areas where he knows I can get her if this happens. Just like he did with Job. If I do this exact thing, I can get her to be shaky in her faith and possibly even start doubting God's goodness. Satan is very crafty. He knows what he's doing. And he's real. Okay? God is stronger. That's why my eyes have to be on God. Remember that story of Peter? He's walking on the water, taking a few courageous steps towards Jesus, and then where does he put his focus? All of a sudden, where does he look? At the storm. And that's it. That's all it took. And boom, he's down. And Jesus has to save him. Okay? Let me tell you a story. Are you ready for this? You guys like my stories. Here we go. So in April of 2018, I came home to America and I went with my dad to a conference 
in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. And uh, my dad was speaking, uh, doing a workshop, and I had some free time while he was speaking, so I decided I had heard there were waterfalls nearby. And I wanted to go see the waterfalls, so I went to the front desk of the retreat center, and I asked the lady, I said, um, can you tell me how to get to the waterfalls? And also, like, is it a hard hike? And she said, she was in her 60s, and she said, no, 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 it's not hard. I've done it before. Um, there's a couple sets of waterfalls. There's, like, a, 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 a waterfall that's really easy to get to, and then there's, like, a second waterfall, a little harder to get to. And I'm like, all right, but you've done it? And she's like, yeah, I've totally done it. It's, it's not bad, okay? And she's, like, 20 years older than me, if not more. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay. And she hands me this map, which is good, good map, paper map, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen one. It's like a piece of paper. Okay, so actually there's one on the back of your booklet. So she hands me a map. It, it, it was better than this, but it was a map of like trails, hiking trails, and they all had different colors. So on the map you could see there was like a little code at the bottom, like the yellow trail is one and a half miles long, the blue trail, okay, it had all these things, and then the trails were marked on the map. And it shows you where the waterfalls are. And she's like, the first waterfall is like two minutes, and then the second waterfall is like 10 minutes. You've got this. And she's like, if you're still really in the mood to hike, go up a little further up the hill, and there's a great like lookout point where you can see the view. And I'm like, oh, I've got this, okay? I live in Europe. I don't even own a car. My feet are my car. I'm used to walking everywhere, okay? I've got this. But it was April, like I said, it was April. It was a weird April, though, because it was really, really still cold, and that can happen in Pennsylvania. And I was dressed kind of like I am right now. I wasn't dressed very well, although I did have on shoes and socks. But they were like, I don't know, they weren't great shoes. Let's just put it that way, okay? Um, they were like a loafer. They weren't a hiking shoe. And, and otherwise, I was kind of dressed like this. And I take off, find the first waterfall, no problem. Find the second waterfall, no problem. And I'm like, I'm going to go up to that lookout point, right? So I climb up the mountain a little farther, and it starts snowing. That's no big deal. Okay, I'm from Pennsylvania. I got this. Later on, I was from Pennsylvania. So it starts snowing. And I've got my map, and I'm following this trail. And what that means is there's like a tree, and the tree will have paint on it, like two yellow lines painted on the tree. And then you'll go a little further, and there's another tree, two yellow lines painted on the tree. Okay? And you just keep following the trees with two yellow lines. Sounds easy. Well, somehow, I lost the trail. I just lost the trail completely and couldn't find the next tree with yellow lines. But I saw a tree with three blue lines. And I was like, well, I'm looking at the map. Blue was one of the trails. So this trail belongs to this retreat center. This is all right. Maybe it'll be a slightly longer trail, you know, but I'll get back. So I start following these blue trails, this, these blue trees. And they're not like as often. You have to walk quite a ways and, oh, okay, there's the next blue tree. And it starts snowing harder. And within just a few minutes, I just don't know where I am anymore. I can't find the trail that led me up to the, to the outlook point. I just don't know where I am anymore. And all I can see anymore is snow and trees with three blue marks. 
But one thing I had done before I had left the retreat center was I had somehow God had given me this idea, which is great. I had asked for the phone number of the front desk. Good news, okay? So I have the phone number. I can call for help, but there's no cell service. No cell service at all, okay? And when I first got lost, I feel like it was about like, one o'clock in the afternoon, maybe almost two o'clock in the afternoon, okay? So I start walking, and now the blue trail is my only hope. It's my only hope, or I'm going to be lost, okay? And I, I, I followed that blue trail for four hours. No cell service. No way of getting hope, help at all. And the sun starts to set. And I have never been more scared in my life, Okay? Really, I thought, I am going to get stuck out here overnight. No tent, no way to make a fire, no clothing that's warm, no nothing, okay? And every time I would put my foot down, I would like, I couldn't see because of the new snow and my foot would sink into like an icy puddle and my feet were soaking wet and it was cold and it had been hours of walking, okay? And I kept hearing noises in the woods and I knew that Pennsylvania had black bears And I'm telling you, like, my stomach was in knots. And it was probably only deer and squirrels, you know. But I was like, I'm going to die. And I I just, and the trail, it wasn't even a trail. I was, like, jumping over fallen logs and having to climb over rocks. It was terrible. And I finally, finally, after hours, get up to what kind of looks like a clearing where all the trees are down. And there's a little bit of sun still shining. And I, exhausted, I just sit on one of those fallen logs right in a sunbeam. And all of a sudden, look at my phone for the first time and realize there's like a bar of service. And I call that front desk number, and she picks up. And I told her, I said, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I'm lost. And she's like, all right, we're going to get our, they had like a wilderness crew, like a rescue crew. We're going to get our rescue crew on the line. So they put them on the line and they asked me, what do you see around you? Like, do you see? I'm like, trees, snow. (laughs) And they're like, have you passed any power lines? And I'm like, no, I think I would have noticed that. No. And she goes, okay, if you haven't passed the power lines, we think we might know where where you are. Okay. And so she's like, we're going to bring up a gator, which is like a, a, I don't know, golf cart, but on steroids. I don't know. So... (laughs) They bring up this gator, and they've got what's called an air horn, okay? It's just a really loud horn that you just blow into the air. She goes, we're going to blow the air horn right now, and we're like messaging, okay? And she goes, if you you can hear the air horn, write me back and say, I can hear it. Couldn't hear the air horn. And this went on for about 10 to 15 minutes. The sun is setting, right? And I'm like, God, I had been praying the whole time, God, please help me. Help them to find me. The sun is going to set. And I could freeze out here, okay? And then suddenly I hear the air horn. And I write her back and I'm like, I can hear you. And she said, okay, this is what we need you to do. And I'll never forget these words. She said, Christy, walk toward the sun. And I could still see it. And I start walking in the direction of the sun for about another five minutes, and there's the gator. And I got in, and they took me back to camp. And I will never forget this experience, okay? And this is what I'm talking about. We are not steadfast. 
We're like me out on those trails. We could easily get lost. We are prone to wander and get lost like sheep who, who go astray. Walk away from their shepherd and get lost, right? But God is there. He is like our true north on the compass. Pretend you're holding a compass. He is true north. He is never anywhere else, but he's true north. He's our true north. We can find him, okay? Isn't that another song on Frozen 2? That's so weird. Lost in the woods. Okay, bring it back, bring it back. Good song, by the way, especially because it's like an 80s journey style song if you're really old. Okay, anyways, lost in the woods, he's your true north, okay? He is steadfast. Not me and not you. We are in that story, we're me, we're lost. We are so easily turned around and lost and confused spiritually, but God. If you're ever confused spiritually, feel like you're shaky spiritually, walk toward the sun. Got it? Walk toward the sun. We can be steadfast, here's your final blank, because of Jesus. This hope we have as an anchor for our soul, both sure and steadfast, Jesus. This is the hope we have for our soul. This is our anchor, Jesus. Okay? He is true north. Walk toward the sun. Therefore, my beloved sisters, be steadfast. Trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you. Thanks. I'm going to pray quickly, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you that I didn't get lost that night, but more importantly, Lord, that we don't have to be lost in life. You are there. You are real. You are steadfast when we are not. God, help us to walk toward the sun. If there is any little girl here tonight or any adult woman that does not yet know you, or is not sure, may they walk toward the Son of God this week and find true north. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.